You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them Kim Trails in the sky. Grand Rising, everybody. Welcome to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, and we got a great show for y'all today. It is another finance Friday. So Kamaria Howard is back in the building to give us some finance tips, figure out how we can utilize tips and tricks to benefit our families financially. So I'm excited that she's in the building once again. And it's a special day because today, of course, is the ribbon cutting ceremony for William Gross Center. We'll be talking about that in just a second. But we have some William Gross descendants in the building. So I'm so excited I'll be able to talk to Nicholas Inland. He is going to be joining us later on in the show. Um, so great that he was able to come out and see this series of launch events that have been going on throughout the week at the William Gross Center. Again, such an amazing uh, addition to William Gross's legacy. So we're excited that he is in the building today. But of course, y'all, it's the top of the show. So it's a great time for you to tag and share the stream. Go ahead, you know, be encouraged, be inspired to tag and share the stream with folks you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. And of course, if you can't watch us, we also got you covered because you can listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network and The Day with Trey. Y'all will find me there on Google, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, you name it. We're on 200 plus platforms. So whichever one is your favorite, I'm sure you'll be able to find us there. Now, I've been kind of sharing some of these events, but I want to make sure that we talk about this tonight. William Gross Center is doing their, you know, ribbon cutting event. So you guys have been hearing me talk about a series of events that's been going on throughout the week. They had, you know, something dedicated to their business pipeline, to STEM pipelines, to creative pipelines last night, which was phenomenal. But tonight is about bringing the entire community in for the ribbon cutting ceremony. And of course, you know, this is an exciting feat because Africatown Community Land Trust has been fighting for the Fire Station 6 uh, with Mayor Durkin at the time. It was a longstanding kind of battle, honestly, uh, where they were like, look, that's being used to park meter made vehicles. We can definitely do something more innovative with this space. Um, And of course, uh, after George Floyd's murder, which was so horrendous, we also saw an influx of resources coming into black communities across the nation. William Gross Center was one of those assets right here in Seattle where there was again a final push to say look here we were you know told that we would get that building into community ownership let's make the deal happen and it did and so Africatown Community Land Trust has been you know working to really disrupt in gentrification by creating asset based um, you know approaches to how we can build institutions affordable housing uh, affordable home ownership you know uh, real buildings in our communities that reflect the cultural legacy of black people in the Central District. And so I'm excited that tonight, y'all at four o'clock, late, late, late this afternoon, y'all can come down there right on 23rd in Yesler. Come join the festivities as this is a grand celebration for all in our community. And there were so many people across the board, inside and outside Black community, who helped with that final push as well. So this is something for you to come and celebrate as well. And, you know, it took time to do some of the developments, but we're excited to open 
open the door, show people the building, come and get a tour, come see what, you know, programs we're excited to start uh, there. So, you know, it's a great time for you to come and enjoy some community time. And really it, it is a celebration for all of those who said this is something that is necessary in black community, which really spans the spectrum. So thanks to everybody who put their effort in, put their voices in, made sure that their voices were heard on this so that we can actualize the ideas of the William Grove Center Cultural for uh, Center for Cultural Innovation. So I'm just excited that I get to be a part of it and I'll be there today. I want y'all to join us. Also, tomorrow. Y'all will see me because I'll be emceeing Walk the Block. That's right. Wanawari is doing their annual fundraiser this year. They are looking to fundraise uh, up to $100,000. They need this for their programming, all the things they do throughout the year. So many amazing programs we heard about earlier this week, but they are doing things to disrupt gentrification by creating cultural hubs and transforming family homes into these amazing cultural spaces. They have a whole host of arts-based programming that a lot of local artists and international artists can participate in. They have workshops that they host there. They have a lot of different events that they do. So this is an amazing time for you to not just donate to Wanawari, but to be a part of this amazing Walk the Block where there will be artwork all throughout unconventional spaces in the Central District. It's a way to celebrate the amazing spaces we do have here and that, again, cultural legacy um, in the Central District. So come on down, join us tomorrow. You guys can find all the information at Wanawari on their website. Um, check it out. Make sure you guys are, you know, donating, maybe getting your tickets, telling your friends, come out. I know um, last year it was packed. A lot of people came out. So we're looking forward to having you guys join us tomorrow. Um, it's also Art Noir's grand opening uh, tomorrow, which is going to be a part of Walk the Block. So there's going to be a host of performances, and uh, DJs, music, you know, live bands, uh, artwork um, in all the various formats. So come out, you know, come see some of the dancing and the, I'm looking forward to it. I'm telling you, because I keep hearing about all these amazing folks who are on the lineup and I'm looking forward to being out there in my community with all of you. So come and join us for that as well. And then next week, you guys got the opportunity to hear from some amazing spoken word artists and different lyricists with words and wine three our girl jazz from seattle is putting this on and again this is one of those things it's a whole vibe um as we celebrate black culture this is a space to open up for those who are like man i'd be looking to perform i don't know where to go jazz has made it you know available and easy we got djs and spoken word and different artists coming through so again come and check it out but it's a whole kind of curated event you know we're talking about celebration on another rooftop that can see the Seattle skyline. It's just a beautiful event all around. So make sure you guys are copying your tickets for that as well. Well, of course, after this short break, we get to dive into some things that are going to put a little bit more money into our pockets as we want to support all of these great events and buy tickets and things and donate to amazing, uh, you know, institutions and, you know, uh, community-based organizations that are doing great work on the ground. Kamaria Howard is up next after this short break, y'all. She'll be telling us about some of the finance tips that we can utilize to make sure our families are financially secure. Stay tuned after this short break, y'all. You're watching The Day with Trey. Baseball is a beautiful game, especially when played in community. 
Earlier this summer, Baseball Beyond Borders took a powerful, eye-opening journey through the heart of the South, which included baseball, civil rights, and reconciliation. Our Young Kings hosted a baseball clinic at Jackson State University in Jackson, Mississippi, and hit the road to Montgomery, Alabama, by way of the historic Edmund Pettus Bridge, to visit the Equal Justice Initiative Museum and Memorial all in an effort to ground our kings in their history and find serenity in the sport they love to preserve the cultural legacy. Join Baseball Beyond Borders on September 27th for the premiere of our film, Reconciliation Tour, at T-Mobile Park's Alice Pavilion from 3 to 5 p.m. Hear from those on the front line as well as special guests as we elevate our promise to bring healing through play. For tickets or to donate, visit BaseballBeyond.org or check our social media platforms. Welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. Joining me right now is Kamaria Howard, one of our Finance Friday counselors. Welcome back. It's been a minute. We're glad to have you. I'm so happy to be back. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, I mean, we have a list of questions that we're going over. We talked about the first three. Now we're going to kind of go through four through six. And I really want to give you the floor here because these are the tips that families need to understand. We're talking about kind of life insurance policies, how we will them. Them, how we use them. Let's start with the with the first one here in terms of like how much, uh, I guess, life insurance someone needs. Uh, tell us about this, Kamaria. Um, yeah, it is different for everybody. So it depends on what your responsibilities are and what your family structure looks like. Um, so it's a great idea to have a conversation with your financial professional. Um, let them ask you questions that they know are going to help um, discover how much you're going to need and go from there. Yeah, I I feel like there's a lot that comes out in those initial meetings, Mm -hmm. though, too, because oftentimes, you know, the the, the families are the ones that are like, I'm really not sure. Right. Mm -hmm. And you you can't really have a great or sound idea about something when it's not the industry you work in. And there's a lot of nuances to this. So, you know, tell us a bit about what folks can kind of expect out of that initial kind of conversation where they'll get to that answer. Yeah. So um, in the conversations we have, it is heavy on getting to know you and what your goals are, what your aspirations are for your family, for yourself, for your business. Um, And then what your responsibilities will be, that'll be left behind that you'll need to take care of or your family will need to take care of. A lot of times we think about um, leaving money behind for our death benefit just to pay for your funeral, but you don't think about your home or your car or any debts that you have. Your family is responsible for all of that. Yeah, I mean, that's where I think a lot of people kind of say, well, let me utilize my my job to pay Mm -hmm. things off so my family doesn't bear that burden Mm -hmm. upon my death. I mean, you know, uh, and I want to just be clear here. We're talking about something we're all going to experience death at some point. And so this is why I think. Um, life insurance is one of those things where, you know, people kind of maybe pigeonhole it because they think, oh, you know, oh, hey, I don't got I don't got it. So I'm gonna let the others mm-hmm. deal with it. Right. Mm-hmm. But we often see these GoFundMe accounts pop up to kind of cover funeral yeah. costs. Uh, you know, I just buried my father and I'm grateful that we were able to, you know, have access to funds to mm-hmm. pay for his services. So we didn't have to do that necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and grateful to those. My sister said, look, I, I don't know what money we have. So she mm-hmm 
was like, took it upon herself to like, I'm going to do a GoFundMe. Yeah. And people did donate to that. And I'm so grateful for that. But ultimately, we really had what we needed. And mm -hmm. so I'm grateful for that as well. And mm -hmm. those additional funds help to cover other costs, which again, yeah. I think sometimes you do not contemplate all of the costs that come yeah. with the death. But I love that you say that. So really, it's a wide variety based on really what folks need. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Well, in, in terms of how to utilize it, let's talk mm -hmm. a little bit about that because I know some folks wonder, is this something I can use for retirement? I mm -hmm. mean, I know a lot of people actually say the greatest thing about a life insurance policy is to use it while you're alive. Yes. Uh, but tell us a bit about some of the ways that you can use it. Um, so there are different types of life insurance. Um, the Like we talked about last time, the term life insurance is just a death benefit. Um, but there's also permanent insurance that you can utilize that um, you can take cash out of in order to use while you're alive for whatever reason. Um, and it is um, tax free. And so it helps to be able to see the benefits while you're here and not just have to wait for when you pass for your family to reap those benefits. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I think a lot of people get uh, comfortable with what their job offers. Yes. And we talked a little bit about this the first time, yeah. but it's like, if you change jobs, mm -hmm. a lot of those benefits don't carry forward. A lot of times you have to have additional policies mm -hmm. that will allow you to keep those policies outside of employment. But, you know, folks, you know, say, well, is, is this the way for me to retire? Is this what I can use instead of a 401k? Yeah. How do you answer those questions? There are a lot of different strategies for permanent insurance to be able to utilize for retirement. Um, so that's also something that you would talk about with your financial professional and finding out which strategy makes the most sense for you and what you want to do. Um, so it's it makes sense with taxes in the future as well. Yeah. Well, you know, this for me is um, it's really speaking uh, my language because I've been hearing a lot. And I think now with social media, we're seeing a real uptick in like information that's coming out about things that have worked, strategies that have worked for others and how people have built generational wealth. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, people ask, like, is this the way to build generational wealth? I mean, is this the tool that I need to be ensuring that I'm like, you know, uh, investing in throughout my lifetime so that I can kind of do something that leaves, you know, a legacy behind and people are not worried about, you know, my finances or things that I've incurred over my lifetime. But again, I think, you know, people only think about that in terms of a death benefit, mm -hmm. even though that is true, right? When mm -hmm. it comes to a death benefit, if you can give your child or your, your you know, your dependents mm -hmm. something, mm -hmm. right? Uh, uh, throughout, you know, the course of your life and then uh, your death, mm -hmm. that is leaving them something that they can then invest in other things or start something else, right? Yep, absolutely. Generational wealth is something that we don't necessarily talk about as often as we should when it comes to, to life insurance. Um, because it's not just when you die, how much you leave behind, but also the diversification of your finances, what you're leaving behind for your family. So whether it's term insurance or permanent insurance, it's very important to look at your strategy and to know what you want to use those things for and what you intentionally want to leave behind. So I have an additional question here. I'm hoping you can answer this because you're talking about various uh, policies. Mm -hmm. Can people have more than one? Absolutely. You can have as many life insurance policies that um, underwriting will allow um, based on your current financial situation. If you can 
pay for it, you can afford it, um, and that you have an actual need for it, like you know what your plans are. Um, so it makes sense and you're not just kind of getting a bunch of insurance just to do it, um, then yeah, you can have multiple policies for sure. Okay. So, so that kind of, you know, smooths the, the, the pot mm-hmm. here. We're talking about maybe term life for uh, a direct death benefit. Yes. Right. And, uh, uh, the other one is what? Permanent life. Insurance. Permanent life. Okay. Mm-hmm. Per- term and permanent. <laughs> and the yeah. difference is really that what term has a expiration date or yeah. okay. term is for a certain amount of years. Um, and then permanent is for your entire life. As long as you're paying your um, premiums, then you don't have to worry about not having life insurance. Oh, my goodness. There's so many nuances here. But I think the more we really talk about them outwardly, the more people can benefit from understanding, like, I really probably need to get with a, a financial professional to help me understand where I personally am. And it's one of those things where I've been having conversations with my family. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, look, y'all, you know, I'm, I'm learning so many different tips and tricks, ways that that, you know, these kind of uh, insurance policies can be utilized to do different things in our lives now. But also when you lose a family member, I think it makes uh, the n- need for insurance that much greater. And some as a financial professional, do you see that kind of as a trend where people are like, man, look, I, I had to figure out how to get with someone like yeah. yourself because I just experienced this and it wasn't pretty yeah. and it wasn't easy to decipher in terms of how we're going to move forward. Right. Absolutely. Because people are left behind with so much money they need to spend in order to take care of all of the expenses. Um, And then you realize in the CD, our families um, lost a lot of grandma's house because there was no money left behind to cover property taxes or to pay off the mortgage. And people have their own expenses that they have to pay for. Funerals are not cheap at all. Um, And you kind of lose a lot of generational wealth in not having that plan set in place. Um, and myself personally, I lost a lot of people last year mm-hmm. and um, it would have made a huge difference to have a life insurance policy left behind to cover all of those things. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think um, loss um, brings about more understanding. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't even realize. And I guess maybe until you're in that situation, unless you're doing your research, right? Yeah. You're calling up like funeral homes and saying, yeah. like, what is an average cost? You know, mm-hmm. let me get a grasp of this. But I also think, too, that once you go through it, one time should mm-hmm. be enough mm-hmm. to kind of sound the alarm for you to say, okay, I need to make sure that we do it differently yeah. for our next family member or that we have something mm-hmm. as a family yeah. that we're investing in that allows for us to be able to cover these kinds of costs. Because yeah. when you deal with something that's sudden and you didn't have the time to prepare for it, yeah. you know, you, you come into that reality quickly. Mm-hmm. But after that, now mm-hmm. you're like, okay, Mm-hmm. I can do something different about this. Well, I, I just appreciate you coming on, giving us some tips uh, for Finance Friday. I want to make sure folks know how to connect with you if they do need to set up consultation, if they mm-hmm. need a- assistance. It's a lot to navigate if you don't know this yeah. kind of area. Uh, please look right there and make sure folks know how to connect with you. So uh, you can find me at my site at www.kamariahoward.nm.com. 
right on. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh my goodness, you guys. There it is. Finance Friday, another one in the bucket. But it's so important for us to understand how to utilize these tools to benefit our families financially. There's a lot that can be done. Make sure you guys are plugging in, finding a finance professional, um, maybe somebody you're comfortable with if you know others who are doing this work. But it's important that you do that initial assessment so that you can ascertain what it is you need for your family. Well, after this short break, y'all, we got Nicholas Penland in the building, one of William Gross's descendants. I can't wait to talk to him about this amazing legacy that William Gross has left us in the Central District of Seattle and how the William Gross Center for Cultural Innovation is continuing that legacy. Stay tuned, y'all. After this short break, you're watching The Day with Trey. Hey there, it's Trey Holiday, And of course, Vesa and I had to take a trip back to Market Street Shoes to grab some items. They always know what to show us. And let me tell you, we both spent quality time to be sure we collected some amazing additions to our wardrobes. They have some of the most unique bags, shoes, and accessories. I mean, the whole shebang. It's always a good time when I get to shop with my girl, Basa. Make sure you go check out Market Street Shoes, y'all, and you too can walk out with some dope gear. Grand Rising, and welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, and joining me right now is Mr. Nicholas Penland. What's up? Hey, I'm just happy to be here. You yeah, know, I'm well, excited. You know, well, no, I'm happy that we were able to make this work and that I had a slot today, which is so rare because Fridays be packed. But I'm telling you, when I heard that you were in town for this launch of events, I was like, okay, how do we get you on the show? Because we talk often about William Gross and the legacy that William Gross really built in the Central District, particularly in my working community. And so I just got to ask you, because you've been here, you've been able to see the building. Tell us a bit about what this means to you oh wow you know i um i'm excited i it means a lot to see what they're doing with the stem program bringing in professionals and i've been able to interface with some of the young 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 brainiacs there that have uh benefited from the uh the the, the foundation that they created and then yesterday we were the creative economy um, the, the professional training that they're opening up through the William Grove Center, it's amazing. You know, I, I, I'm, that's the first time I've seen something like this. So I'm excited and to think that my great, great grandfather was, is being honored for this. It's, it's just a real inspiration for me. Yeah, you know, I, I got to say that I think um, so many of us who began to really understand the depth of what William Gross did here in the Central District, bringing so many Black families here. It's it's as if without William Gross, we wouldn't have had a good foundation in terms of what community looked like, right? So as a, a restaurateur, a hotelier, just a, a all around right. amazing entrepreneur, he really set such an, a great establishment that allowed Black families to feel comfortable coming up here all the way to the Pacific Northwest, which I think is something that, you know, Africatown can Community Land Trust really carries forward in its mission and vision about kind of reclaiming space. Right. So as you made that connection with some of the Africatown staff, tell us a bit about how, you know, they've been, you know, able to build with you in that regard. Oh, wow. You know, they, they just, they just accepted me like family, you know, and I was, uh, I came here the first day and I met with them 
And they were like, hey, do you know you're a celebrity? I'm like, a celebrity? Wow. You know, and um, uh, Joaquin, the the work that they've done with the Af- African uh, uh, Trust, uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's something that could be, I can see being cookie cutter mm-hmm. in other states, mm-hmm. in other cities. I mean, I'm in the Bay Area and we don't have anything like that yet. You know, there's vacant buildings there that that they can uh we can acquire for our community. But um, some someone like what Joaquin's doing in African town is doing here. You know, we look to see that replicated around the nation. Yeah. You, you know, know, you really speak to something that is um, exciting for me when we think about some of the models we're creating here. Right. right? Like, how do we utilize the uh, amazing approaches and strategies in other urban areas? Because we've all been dealing with gentrification right. across this country. It's like a global thing. Right. Where uh, particularly black communities oh, yeah. end up facing it more and more. So you're saying you're seeing similarities there in the Bay oh, Area. Yeah. I've seen it in San Francisco. You know, maybe in the in the sixties it was uh forty percent African American. Now it's about three to six percent. Oakland, you know, used to be like a chocolate city, you know, forty, forty plus percent. Now it might be under ten. So, you know, it's it the same thing is happening over and over. And you see the vacant land and the community services are disappearing in the inner cities. And what you're doing here is like a new birth, you know, and the 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 land trust taking the land back is, you know, that's powerful because now you have a center. Young minds can go there and learn about STEM, science, uh, engineering. You know, that's a foundation, especially when you look at uh area like Seattle with Microsoft and Amazon. I've been here a few days and is you know, I I didn't see a whole bunch of folks looking like me that were coming out of those buildings. But with this new program, we can change that. Yeah. And some of the partnerships when we were Fuji, Fuji Films mm-hmm. yesterday was there. That was just amazing to see that they're looking at paid internships for young kids. So it's a great opportunity. And I look to see how it's, it's going to grow. Yeah. I'm excited it, about tonight. Yeah. It, it, it's such it's been like such an amazing um I think venture for me personally to embark upon. And you saw me there last night for the creative economy, which has been over a year of just dedicated work and uh, understanding like, what do we want this to look like and what makes the most sense? I think that that's really where we uh, approach this work is we kind of look at it through an agile method, right? What is the end result? Well, the end result is that we have diversification of these major economic hubs that are right here in Seattle, Western Washington. We have a lot of different work that, you know, unfortunately black community is not participating in. So that's really exciting for us that we now have this hub. You know, William Grove Center is going to be intentional about being innovative in the approaches that we take to disrupt that, right? And to also diversify these amazing industries. But, you know, it it was a fire station before, you know, I mean, you see kind of the Bay Area, which is going to be developed in phase two, but you also got to see this amazing rendering. And I want to ask you about that because you came in, you saw the building so you see right. what we've done for the first uh, phase of remodel but also the 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 pathways that we're looking right. to to do moving forward tell us a bit about your experience with that when i saw that rendering it it it, it created a vision and a lot of times when you have uh property especially in the community uh grandmom's home it might be a little run down but with with that type of uh 
uh, rendering capability, you can show people what the future could look like. Yeah. You create a brighter future for them. Because when you look at what those young men did with the rendering and the different uh, uh, operations you can use the building for, you know, and enhance it through the rendering pro- that they did is it was fantastic. Yeah, that AR VR, like that's like utilizing digitization to a whole nother level. State of the art. Yeah, you yeah. Know, and, and, and thinking these kids are going to be able to get be a part of that. Yeah, you know, the, the latest and greatest technology. That's it's right. So I mean, yeah, that for me is another exciting piece because I'm like, my goodness, you know, uh, uh, makerspace, 3D printing, like all of these oh, things yeah. that, you know, there's been no real direct access to kids that look like us to those kinds of jobs and those skills. So I'm so glad William Grove Center is dedicated to building that up. But this is not just exciting for you. You got family in the building. Uh, yeah, I know we can't have them all on camera, but me, tell us uh, about that. Well, I got my cousin here. He's with me from Los Angeles. And, um, you know, he 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 actually knew the family from here uh, more than I did. And then we got our younger cousin who lives here now. Uh, Jahari grew up, grew, grew up here. So, I mean, it's a it's a great connection. So we're actually going to spend the afternoon visiting my great great grandfather's gravesite. He's going to show us some of the history uh, family history in the town, you know, the YMCA where we're family donated the land. Mm-hmm. So we're going to visit all that this afternoon before we do the ribbon cutting, cutting this, this evening. So it's going to be an exciting day for me. Well, what a great day. And I just wanted to thank you again for making time in your busy schedule to join me here on the day with Trey. Welcome to the Black Media Matter oh, Studios, by this the is way. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm looking at these pictures and background. It's like, wow, this is Seattle. It's powerful. Yeah. Every day we are immersed in black greatness, right? Particularly yeah. from the Central District. So, you know, your great great grandfather is just really a part of this amazing legacy that's behind us. But also, too, I'm so glad. Glad that you were able to make time in your schedule to come here to Washington State. You and your cousin, your younger cousin, all of y'all, thank y'all for being here because it's so important for us as we do this work that we make that kind of connection. And so I'm just grateful that y'all are able to see this and be with us today during the ribbon cutting. Enjoy the rest of your day and I can't wait to see y'all tonight. All right. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, you guys, I'm telling you, inspiration abounds here and you know it. I'm going to go right to it. I want y'all to be inspired by my guest today. Got to send a huge shout out to Kamaria Howard for bringing us some more finance tips. We missed her last month. I promise y'all we're going to try to keep it going every month because these financial uh, uh, opportunities and approaches are so important for us to understand and realize. Please make sure you guys are doing your own assessment. Get with the financial professional. You know, figure out what it is you need for, for your family so that you can be more and more secure financially. Let's not just rely on our jobs to get it done. There's a lot of different ways that we can diversify our income, create uh, assets with the income we have. So please reach out to finance professionals so that y'all can really be on top of that for your families. And of course, I got to send a huge shout out to William Gross's family for being in the building. Got to send a huge shout out to Nicholas. Of course, we got Bill. We got Jahari right here uh, in the building. And honestly, it's an exciting thing because tonight, 4 p.m. Y'all already know 
23rd in Yesler, the former Fire Station 6, which is now the William Gross Center for Cultural Innovation. You guys, we are doing the ribbon cutting today at 4 p.m. I want to see y'all come out, support this amazing hub of innovation. And as I said, this is a great opportunity for you. You know, I'm always telling y'all to see yourself as a part of the solution. If you don't know how, but yet you work in business or computer science or STEM or tech or creative economy, and you're like, man, maybe I can just do a workshop. Maybe I can just volunteer, work with the kids, maybe one day out of the week or maybe once a month, figure out a way to plug in. This is a great opportunity for you to do that. And I'm always saying be a part of the solution. So I'm now giving you some opportunities to do just that, direct opportunities to connect with young folks who are building their skill sets up and their mental uh, abilities to now take on these major economies that we have here. So please join in today. Come and network. Come check out the building. Get a tour. Uh, you know, get some food. Just come and join us. It's going to be a great time. Uh, always for me, y'all know I'm inspired by my guest today. So I want to push that inspiration out to you all out there. It's been an amazing week. Uh, next week I will be in Atlanta. So I won't be here, but uh, you guys know that I will be joining y'all as soon as I get back the following week. And until then, for me, the show will continue. They'll be doing some amazing things. And, you know, our Converge team will be on it. So don't trip. You guys can still tune in on Monday at 11. But until I'm back, I just want to say peace to all of y'all. Thanks for watching. Have a great one. <laughs> Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.